Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Talking Ball post-game Q&A with the Giants beating the Patriots 10-7. to Are we happier that the game was, was a victory or were you happier that the game is over? Because, wow, that was a difficult watch. Um, you know, Mac Jones, is he worse than Zach Wilson? Um, why did Bill O'Brien throw the ball on third and four early in the game where they could just kick a field goal? Uh, the Giants defense continuing to force a ton of, ton of turnovers, continuing to be responsible for the Giants' victories when they win, and happening no less on a day where Jay Glazer lets the cat out of the bag and reports on Fox that Wink Martindale and Brian Dable have tension between them and that Wink may not even last the rest of the season and, in Glazer's opinion, won't be back next year. Going to start right there because Giants Chronicles gets us underway with the topic of the day, which, despite the victory and the Giants' first two-game winning streak of the season, that is Martindale, Dable, and where we go from here into 2024, frankly, because the rest of this season isn't going to pan out favorably. So Giants Chronicles podcast, a loyal listener and follower says, Pat, how the hell does Jay Glazer find out about tension in the building between Wink and Dable before any of you guys in the building do? None of you reported that. And then you're like, it's obvious. If it's so obvious, report it. But instead, we find out from Jay Glazer, a national reporter, and all you guys do is say how it was obvious this was happening. Well, you didn't report it. Well, Giants Chronicles, I'm not sure if you read my stories that I write for the New York Daily News, but I think I've been writing pretty consistently, and I think some of the other viewers on here can back me up on this. I've been writing that the Giants could be losing two to three coordinators next season on their staff, meaning that they might turn over their entire coordinator staff if Brian Dable and Joe Shane, assuming they are back. I've written about, uh, you know, the curious nature of some of Dable's comments directed about the defense. I've written about uh, the Xavier McKinney handling between Dable and Martindale and how it appeared that they handled those things differently. Uh, Xavier McKinney breaking down the defense the week after Martindale crushed him and Dable did not. Um, I think if you look at the stories that I've written and at the tweets I've been posting, I've been pretty consistent in stressing to the fan base that a lot was uglier behind the scenes than people could see. Now, Chronicles, you're absolutely right about this, that you're looking at this from the outside and you're saying, well, Pat, if you if this didn't surprise you, then why wouldn't you just report it outright, which is a fair question. So a lot of times you have a lot of conversations as a reporter and a lot of your conversations and frankly, some of your most important conversations or valuable conversations don't involve an on the record comment. And so you talk to as many people as you can in an organization. That means front office. That means scouting staff. That means coaching staff. That means players, locker room, you know, et cetera. And then people around the team as well. And so nothing is based on just one conversation with any one person. Uh, you certainly canvas the full scope of the way an organization is running. And I think Joe Shane and Brian Dable 
have worked very hard at going on the offensive this year, painting the picture of the media as being the bad guy, using their national reporters to get certain messages out about their organization or franchise or something that has happened, whether or not it's the full truth. Um, I think that they are hyper aware of what is written about them and said about them. And uh, you could see it in the post-game press conference. Brian Dable spent a lot of the time staring straight at me. Um, I think I think he was upset that I had posted after Glazer's report a link to my story for this game for you know previewing this game, and I had said this is just scratching the surface. And then I detailed how after this report dropped this morning, you know Tim McDonald um, was talking to Wink Martindale at length on the sideline, like minutes after this went down. Then McDonald and John Mara were speaking, and then Mara was speaking directly with Brian Dable and Joe Shane on the sideline. Um, this was all within 15 minutes of that report coming out. And, you know, I think that as a reporter, sometimes you find out what's happening behind the scenes between different principles, and you can't report it at first because you need to get more information. You need to verify things. But also, you know, there's plenty of stuff that you know that's just not on the record or it's not on the record yet or um it's a story that let's say at the moment a relationship is bad but it could get better you know and the season's not over those kind of things so i don't know if that answers your question but i guess what i would say is i don't and you guys correct me if i'm wrong but i i really do appreciate the feedback chronicles i think i went out of my way to stress to people and like I said, this is just scratching the surface. Like I'm not talking about Martindale Dable when I say, hey, I, I told you. I'm talking about dysfunction throughout relationships, throughout the, you know, the building, the coaching staff, uh, the way things have been handled. Like this is not going to be the last report you see of something going wrong with the way the Giants are running things. And um, if I am able to report something on the record like this or that stresses other issues, I certainly will. Meantime, I think you should take what I write in the daily news seriously from the point of like what I write, I write with intention and purpose. So, um, you know, if I write something about how there's underlying issues or dysfunction beneath what the eye can see, that means that it exists, right? That means that it's there and that the, the specifics can't be articulated yet. Uh, but I do think that I've talked it up and around it enough to explain that things have not gone well to this point and not nearly as well as people think on the outside. Just want to tell you guys real quick about Bet Online, and then we'll get right back into your questions. The holiday season is off and rolling. NFL is in full stride, and the NBA and NHL are hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for your sports wagering info. Up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports, and not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played from MMA to international soccer. Head to the Bet Online app or website today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where I start before I get on to our next question from Hunter Keller, another loyal follower here on the YouTube channel. Remember, we do these live Q&As Thursday night halftimes and most of Thursday night halftimes of Thursday night football. And also uh, every Giants postgame will continue that through the rest of the season. 
and also into the off season. We'll update you on those schedules as we go, but we really appreciate it. You can count on us being here certainly after every Giants game. And remember, as we do these chats, some things that help us and help us grow the community, hit the like button, hit the thumbs up, hit those, uh, you know, the hearts, the um, give us a thumbs up, give us a positive rating, uh, you know, give us comments in the in the sections of under our sh- YouTube shorts, the YouTube videos. I had an interview that dropped. I hope you guys liked it with the great Hall of Famer, Barry Sanders. Hope you check that out on my podcast, which is Talking Ball with Pat Leonard. And as we do this chat, remember, you can pay for your question to be elevated to the top or just your insider comment to be mentioned right away. So if you pay for a super chat or a super sticker, it gets highlighted in the chat. It really spices it up and it goes straight to the top and I address it right away. So let's get to Hunter Keller says, good evening, Pat. Hope Thanksgiving was good for you. Also, this game was definitely a snoozer. Glad the defense played very well without Dex. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Hunter, and to all of you as well. Hope you enjoyed your time with family. Hope you guys um, ate some good food and enjoyed the victory, even though it was uh, terribly ugly, as Chronicle says, ugly win, but better than a loss. Um, This was, I'm not kidding, maybe the most boring, unwatchable game I've ever covered, covering the Giants. And this is my eighth season on the team. Uh, Just a large combination of uh, punting, special teams play, field position, turnovers, bad ball security, uh, bad offense, which is the worst thing about it. I mean, you think about this, how much the rule book in the NFL every year now gets continually altered and amended to help and favor offenses and encourage more points. The fact that the Giants and the Patriots in 2023 look the way they did today is just astoundingly bad and ugly and ridiculous. Um, You know, Really questionable stuff from the Patriots, starting with their quarterback position. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, Robert Kraft making some jokes during the offseason about going after Lamar and what are they going to do? And boy, oh boy, talk about a huge miscalculation. I mean, listen, this is something I always say about the NFL. So many of these guys are arrogant, act like they know football better than you and I. You know, you draft Mac Jones in the first round. You don't know anything more about football than I do. And that's the bottom line because he stinks. Uh, let's see. Yeah, but Hunter mentions the defense played very well without Dex. I mean, they did give up 4.7 yards per carry on the ground. I thought one of the reasons the Giants won this game is that the Patriots tried to keep throwing the ball. Like, I don't, they were gaining a ton of yards running the ball and just kept throwing the ball. Very strange. Um, but, you know, listen, the, the effort was there. Uh, They were opportunistic. Uh, You know, I can't say any of the interceptions they made were difficult plays. Like they were, you know, I credit the players for making them, certainly. But I think Deontay Banks, Xavier McKinney, and Bobby Okereke all intercepted passes that were thrown into traffic, into coverage, poorly thrown balls, uh, passes that you could see were going to get intercepted before they left the quarterback's hand. Just total disaster. Rec Law says trade up for Jaden Daniels time. Intel, the develop, developer, says Bo Nix. Giants Chronicles says he wants Michael Penix. And Intel, the developer, says somebody. They better not go with Daniel Jones as starting quarterback next year or Dayball and Joe will be fired before week eight of the 2025 season. Um, you know, I agree that running it back with Daniel and saying everything's fine and we're just going to keep building is scary. 
Um, I do want to mention, I think it deserves to be mentioned that Jalen Hyatt went over a hundred yards today against the Bill Belichick defense, even this version of the Patriots. I don't think that's a small thing. Um, I think his catch over the middle, the 12 yard gain on, I think it was third and eight to get a first down on the lone touchdown drive after Okereke's interception was a big play, his biggest play, but also the shots down the sideline. I see Matthew down there mentioned Hyatt as well. Thanks for mentioning that, Matthew. And I'll get to that too. But, um, you know, I think Giants fans saw, you know, Joe Shane has some pluses and some minuses, right? And I think Hyatt has, um, you know, they've used him selectively in spots. They took him out at some time, some points in these game. In this game, um, he can still be a situational player at times, but they certainly are using him to his strengths. And, you know, I'm looking at the stat book uh, right now for the final game and, you see that Jalen Hyatt had five catches on six targets for 109 yards. That's 21.8 yards per catch. And he had a 41 yarder as his long. Uh, so he had 101 yards receiving. The next closest was Wandale Robinson with 26. So just give you a, give you an idea of, um, of how huge his contributions were in this game. And, you know, as much as I think Joe Shane's, you know, Wandale Robinson pick still to me just doesn't, I don't get it. Um, you know, going back to last year, I think that, you know, the Jalen Hyatt pick so far is, you know, stock up, right. Especially after this game. So good on Jalen Hyatt there. Intel, the developer says winning games means nothing at the end of the day, the giants don't have a quarterback for the future. Um, I still tend to agree with that, even though I do think Daniel's going to fight for it, but, um, yeah. Hunter Keller says Bobby Okereke signing looks better and better every week. Yeah, Bobby, I think Bobby right now, like obviously Saquon when he's healthy and going is up there on this team. So is Dexter Lawrence. But Bobby Okereke to me has probably been the most valuable player on this team this season. All right, Bob checks in with a $2 super sticker and super chat. Do you think the Giants are out on a quarterback this draft? Uh, Bob, I don't think they are definitely out on a quarterback this draft just yet. I wouldn't say that, Um, you know, obviously every game they win slides them back from that number one pick area, the top two, top three, et cetera. There's still five games to go. Um, I don't think that they are completely out on it though. Um, You know, somebody mentioned earlier that the giants could use some ammo to trade up for a guy like Jaden Daniels. Right. But getting that extra second round pick in the Leonard Williams trade can help Joe Shane do that possibly. They've been scouting the quarterbacks hard. Um, you know, can you make an argument that there's so many needs on this roster that quarterback won't solve all of them? Yeah, you could make that argument for sure. And that's true about their roster. But the bottom line with the Giants roster and their team and any team in the NFL is you got to find the quarterback. And once you do, everything usually tends to fall into place, right? And so, no, to say they're out on a quarterback right now would be would be incorrect. That would be incorrect. Uh, so if you want a quarterback, don't have no fear. We're still, uh, you know, that's still in play. Let's see. Luann, Luann, big blue fan is here. She says, hey, Pat, Luann is always the optimist. She had the Giants winning a lot of games down the stretch. She's got two wins now under her belt, two in a row. 
Uh, so, Luann, maybe uh, I'm eating some crow here. I definitely didn't think the Giants were going to win two games here before the bye. That's for sure in a row, even though Washington and New England stink. Intel, the developer, says Pat was right about that, referring to the dysfunction behind the scenes. Thank you, Intel. Chronicle says it's not all you, Pat. I don't have the subscription to your articles, so I haven't read those. But none of you have reported it as breaking news like Jake Laser did. Well, Chronicles, I mean, Daily News subscription doesn't cost much. And I'm not here to sell you on that, but, um, you know, that's where I write my stories, where I pack a lot of my information in throughout the week. And so I really like you as a diehard fan, I mean, you can do and follow whoever you want. I think you would get a lot out of the dollar or $2, whatever it is, uh, per month. I mean, it's really not a lot to subscribe to the daily news, unfortunately for us. Uh, but, you know, I think you would get a lot out of that because if you go back and look at what I've written about, let's say the last month, I think it would come into focus for you. Like if you went back and read, let's say all of my preview stories for Giants games over the last four or five weeks, and then listened to Glazer's report again, I think it would all kind of come full circle for you. But yeah, you're right. No breaking news like Jay Glazer did there. Um, there's another thing chronicles is sometimes if if some if certain types of information is trickling around maybe you're hearing different versions of it compared to another reporter but also maybe the person or people who told glazer wanted it out versus somebody who talked to me about the coaching staff or whatever talks to me and says you know I, this this can't be public but here's what's going on right so those those can be the differences and then you know, what's the reason that that person wanted it out there, right? Chronicles says 2021 is definitely worse than this, though, meaning this season. Um, it definitely, you know, Tommy DeVito is making more throws than Jake Fromm is, that's for sure. Um, you know, so I would say after watching three weeks of Tommy DeVito and not not that Tommy is listen I'm not I'm not going to stand here and say the Giants have found their next starting quarterback and Tommy DeVito like I'm not doing that you know but if you want to say compared to 2021 Chronicles and thank you for the super chat they are getting some throws out of their quarterback versus back then when Dave Gettleman forces Jake Fromm on the team and you know there's just nowhere to go um you know that said, I mean, the Giants played one of the ugliest games of all time today with that quarterback situation and with this team. So, um, you know, I do think that 2021 was bad. Uh, it's certainly favorable that the Giants won a couple games here, especially winning without Dexter Lawrence, as Hunter referenced. We'll see how it goes down the stretch. Uh, there was certainly a lot of cleanup on aisle one going on uh, from Brian Dable and the Giants after this game. Wanted to tell you guys this before I get to the next question here. And Hirsch for real says, what's good, Pat Hirsch? What's going on? Actually, I'll pivot off of this. Lou Ann says, Wink needs to stay. Wink can get on Dayball for poor offensive play. Lou Ann, that's a very interesting, poignant comment. Um, Adoree Jackson, the Giants veteran corner, this is what he said after the game about that he wouldn't want Wink Martindale to go. First, a lot of players said they don't sense any tension between Dable and Martindale. Adoree actually said Dable will be in our meetings and he and Wink will be laughing. He goes, if there is tension, they must need to get an Oscar or something because they're good-ass actors. 
So, but, but Adoree Jackson said this, he said, I think losing a guy like Wink would be a huge blow. That's why I don't think he'll do it because if you're going to do something like that, I don't know, that would be crazy. Wink is a good person, a good coach. So when he was asked, why would it be crazy for Wink to leave? Let's say he says, to be honest, let's say you were a kid and you see your parents get into a fight and then they get a divorce. Then you're sitting there like, damn, what the F is going on? He said, that's how I would personally feel about it. He said, it's not going to happen. But if that situation was to happen, that's how I would be. What the hell is going on? Did we do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Is it us? Is it this? Is it that? And it would be too much confusion. That's how I view it. Adore added at the end, he said, Wink coaches well. He also listens to everybody and listens to the things we may want to change throughout the week or even during the game, which I think is cool. He said, I feel like you can't have somebody else coming in. It could be the same, but at the end of the day, that's like somebody saying you're going to have a new stepdad or a stepmom, but I want my mommy or daddy. I don't want no stepdad. So I thought that was a really interesting comment from a Dory Jackson saying like, you know, I don't see any tension, but if there is something to this and Wink is considering leaving or they are considering firing him or parting ways mutually, you know, I'm not in on that. I'm not, I'm not in favor of that. So that was an interesting comment from Adoree Jackson. All right, let's get back into the questions here. <clears throat> Hirsch for real has been banging this Jaden Daniels drum. He says he's the guy for QB, says it again. Chronicle says it's not you, Pat, that I think pisses me off the most. Uh, what you don't do is reporters who say the offense is say, oh, this was obvious. It's like when Blake Martinez got cut, you guys were like, this was obvious, but no one said anything. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you definitely have to have the information to back it up. And like I said, if I hadn't been writing that dysfunction was occurring behind the scenes leading up to this, I wouldn't be retweeting that and saying, this is just one thing happening, kind of showing that I know a lot about this situation and other things going on. Um, You know, if you didn't say it before, you can't say it now for sure. Matthew notes that it's nice to see Hayek get more involved in the passing game. His development is important for next year's success. Well put, Matthew. Totally agree. Bob says, Pat, do you think this puts the Giants drafting QB talk to rest? No, Bob. Every time they get further away from the first pick, obviously, if there's like one guy they fell in love with and he's gone and they're picking seventh and they can't get there, then yes. Then that pushes you, you know, maybe to a different position there in that first round. But it also it really depends on how many quarterbacks you like. Like Joe Shane's not just going to draft a quarterback in the first round wherever they're picking, no matter what, right? He's got to love the player. So um, that's dependent on loving the player. So that goes along with where you're picking. Chronicle says Hyatt has looked better in the short game as time goes on. Do you think we could get Wandale more involved while keeping Hyatt going? Would like to see consistency with Hyatt. Yeah, I thought Hyatt's most impressive catch still was that one over the middle taking the hit in Buffalo at the end. Like they couldn't finish off the game there, but that was in the fourth quarter of a close game. Uh, you know, that was impressive to me. Um, let's say, let's see. Oh, and you're asking if they can keep Wandale involved while also using a lot of Hyatt. I think just Wandale, I need to see more from Wandale of what he needs to be good at to succeed in the NFL. And that is run after catch, breaking tackles, um, you know, catch and run. Maybe, is some of it scheme? Is some, I mean, I don't know, but I just feel like at that size, what he needs to be good at is speed, elusiveness, run after catch, right? Good hands, 
had a drop today. Um, we saw him break a, t- a tackle with Washington, but doesn't do that consistently enough. Need to see more of that from Juan Dale. I think he needs to earn his playing time. If some ads pop up here, I'll be right back here. This just helps us continue to grow this community. You guys have been helping me do that. All right, let's get to Intel. The developer says, don't matter if it's Wink or Leslie Frazier, they better draft a quarterback or Dable is gone. Yeah, and frankly, that's why I think it'd be interesting this year. Look at the postgame or look at the postseason, right? If this Martindale report and this tension is a real thing, and if there is more tension behind the scenes, as I've been reporting, when the end of this season comes, if if Dable's losing coaches, if they're firing coaches, if things are really going wrong behind the scenes, let's say Sean McDermott loses his job in Buffalo. Would Brian Dable go back to Buffalo to coach Josh Allen, right? Would he rather stay here if the Giants are staying with Daniel Jones? Would he rather go to Buffalo? Is the Chargers job open? Are he and Tom Telesco um, still close enough where he would get that job? Where's Bill Belichick going? What you know? What's this game of musical chairs, right? Um, so I think that's a that's a fascinating thing to think about. And when you mention about if they draft a quarterback or Dable won't survive, that's something I think about. There's a lot of this kind of musical chairs game happening that uh, that all affect each other. Intel says Daniel Jones is trash. I think Daniel Jones will, you know, I think he'll be like like Ryan Tannehill was his comp coming out. And I really do believe that's a pretty accurate one. Like, in other words, he does some good. He does some bad. Um, but I do think his best football is going to happen when he goes somewhere else. Like the next team he's on where he's got a better offensive line and a better running game and a more reliable support structure. Frankly, I think then we'll see his best football. And Luann says we need DJ back. Polarizing figure for sure. Uh, Brett M says keep hide in the game. The tankers are crying along with Caleb. Let's go Jones. Uh, yeah, I love that. Love. I love how so many fans are on so many different uh, wavelengths on all these topics too. It makes for good debate. Uh, Michael Knight says, do you think the Giants have found their backup quarterback? I don't know about that, Michael. Um, I know they hope that that's uh, that that's the that that's the case, but I do think he need. You know, listen, he's only a rookie. He's an undrafted rookie. So I'm not, I'm not putting him down when I say he still needs to see the field better, but you still look at how they operate on third downs. I mean, the only reason they had any points in this game was because of those two turnovers where they returned the ball to very, very, very short fields, right? Both, I think were inside the 25, one inside the 30 or no, both inside the 35 and one inside the 30, right? So I think there's still wait and see, but Certainly, you got to give DeVito credit. Like I said, it's, it's been better than from. I mean, it's not great, but it's better than from. And the story's a great story. Uh, Luann says if we can get to eight or nine wins, we can get a wild card. A lot of fans say the same. Luann, come on. <laughs> Luann, I love your positivity, though. Luann, you pick. If the Giants get a wild card this year, you pick what I have to do. All right? You pick it. Uh, Hunter says, it's funny. Me and a lot of Giants fans were trashing the Giants for tanking. They go out and win two straight to shut us up. We have that Seahawks second round or our second we could use to trade up for some spots at quarterback. Yeah, no, listen, the players, like even when an organization tanks or is making huge mistakes, um, 
you know, the players aren't like they have their jobs are on the line. Their livelihoods are on the line. Their pride is on the line. They're playing for keeps, man. Like the, the players aren't trying to lose. Uh, can we please stop the Giants from winning, says Joel. Always great to be Bill and the Patriots. Yeah, one interesting thing coming out of this game is what happens with the Patriots now, right? Is Belichick going to stay on and get a new quarterback with a really high pick? Or is Gerard Mayo or some new coach going to do that with the Patriots and he's going to go elsewhere? Um, and Hunter actually just asked that. What's your opinion on the whole Bill Belichick situation? Do you think he gets canned? I do think this is his last season there. Yes, I do. Um, and I'd say probably Gerard Mayo. I think he's the betting favorite, and I think he would probably end up being the one to take over. I'm not sure that would solve everything. Uh, maybe they get a, a you know a real general manager, head coach kind of relationship and dynamic going rather than just one guy running the whole show. Uh, based on how they've handled this Mac Jones situation and the team recently, it does feel like this is the end for Bill, Bill Belichick. And listen, I don't know how much longer he'll keep coaching, but – you know, Andy Reid left Philadelphia, then went to Kansas City and ended up taking everything to the next level. I mean, Belichick is older than that now, but I wouldn't put it past him to just keep coaching. I don't necessarily think he's done, but it'll be fascinating to see. Um, you know, I don't think Belichick is really like, if I'm him, do I really want to rebuild from scratch in Washington or even new, in New England? Like, it feels like the Chargers with Justin Herbert, you maybe get a head start better. Um, I guess the Giants are just going to run this back. And they won't have a vacancy, um, you know, but you look at this situation and you see, uh, you know, the Chargers, even though that would seem to make sense from the Chargers perspective, it's just they're a cheap organization. Notoriously don't invest a ton, end up going bargain hunting. And I'm not sure the infrastructure there would be ready for Belichick although it might be the type of organization that could hand him the keys as well. But, um, you know, I don't know. I could see him settling or, or, you know, settling down in California in the sun and wearing uh, flip-flops or sandals to practice every day and kind of his retirement being to still coach just in warm weather. I could see that. Um, but fascinated. I do think his time in New England's coming to an end. Hunter says, why aren't there any reports of Kafka and Dable problems? It's crazy to me. Wink has done a lot better as a coach than Kafka. I just want to read you guys because I know Chronicle said that, um, you know, he doesn't have a subscription to the Daily News. And again, I'm not here to sell you, but like I wrote a story about Mike Kafka um, after the um, after the game. I wrote a story about Mike Kafka after the Washington game. And I want to read you something I wrote in that in that story, because like you said, no one's reporting anything about friction. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you're saying you're not seeing reports about Mike Kafka, but I just want to explain to you kind of what's being published in the daily news and how I'm writing about this. My my lead sentence to my story about Kafka after calling an impressive game against Washington was Mike Kafka opens opened eyes Sunday with an impressive showing to begin what amounts to a seven-game audition for his next job. I said, assuming Gable stays on as head coach, there could be anywhere from two to three coordinator changes, depending on the team's final six results and internal fallout. 
I mentioned that Kafka had strong head coaching interviews last year. This season's failure is a poor reflection on everyone associated with the offense, right? So when I write a sentence that says this is a seven-game audition for Mike Kafka's next job, what do you think that means? Do you think that means everything's going well with Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball and the Giants? Like, this is, you know, honestly, I think you would get a lot from reading these stories uh, week in, day in, and day out. Like, this is my uh, way of explaining to you that not everything arises in sunshine behind the scenes, especially, obviously, given how the season has gone. Let's see. Um Intel says it's not Wink's fault. It's the $160 million quarterback that you don't like. Uh, Watson Graves says, I agree 100% on what Tom Brady says about the NFL as it being the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. What do you say? Yeah, Watson, I do think so. I think a lot of people in the NFL believe that offensive line play is way worse and that that is a huge component of it. Also that limited practice times going back into the off seasons that's regulated by the collective bargaining agreement and the NFL and the NFL players associating negotiate association, negotiating that, that that has contributed to guys fundamentals being poor uh, development kind of being stunted around the league with certain players and key positions, especially again, offensive line. Um, you know, I think a lot of younger players play quicker get on the field quicker while they're still honing their craft. I think there's a, a lot of, I think that the NFL now job security is at an all time uh, low, right? So GMs and coaches get fired all over the place. I think that the owners really like nowadays, like if an owner needs to fire someone and eat a, a bunch of money, it doesn't matter to them because they're all so rich. So a lot of the coaches uh, don't get enough time to build a program. They get blown out of the building some new people come in and the turnover is happening and they say it's a rebuild, but the expectations are there to start winning. And um, I think that a lot of organizations struggle to sustain. So it's a combination of lack of continuity of leadership, lack of consistent um, development and practice time. And I think it's all coming together and you're seeing the product on the field being affected uh, in a negative way. I will say this. I thought last season, NFL offenses around the league adjusted to, you know, rules. This is another thing. The rules, um, you know, I think they adjusted to defenses being coming faster, especially in the middle of defenses, speed, uh, smaller guys to defend the pass. The pass-happy NFL, it was like the defenses finally caught up personnel-wise to be able to handle it. Last season in 2022, rushing was you know, at an all-time high, NFL offenses were running the ball at a really high and effective clip, and it was like the running game is back. I feel like this year a lot of teams have gone back to trying to throw the ball, and their O-lines are struggling to protect, and a lot of the quarterback play is bad. And I just feel like last year it seemed like a lot of teams, the running game worked. Like the Eagles, even though they're not a great team right now, they're still 9-1 and one and a tough team to deal with because they can bully people in the run game, right? They don't even look great but they run the ball well and they have pretty good lines, right? So that to me, Watson, I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I think of that situation and the reason why the NFL play is down. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Hirsch likes Adore's comments. Intel says, um, 
he thinks Joe Shane likes Bo Nix. Um, or are you asking that? Um, not sure. Is there something you can say about the Joe Judge firing, says Corey T. Lewis Jr.? Um, I think, well, Corey, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking about, but what I would say in general about the Joe Judge firing is that he inherited a broken roster, was promised three years minimum to rebuild it, and was saddled with Dave Gettleman, who was a bad general manager. And um, I think that 2021 really went off the rails. If Judge didn't blow up in Chicago like that, um, you know, maybe he makes it to year three. So I definitely, he definitely didn't help himself with that rant after the Bears loss. But um, I guess that's what you're asking about. I think, you know, you don't, um, you don't cultivate strong uh, relationships and uh, you don't you cultivate a strong reputation as an organization when you keep firing people after two years and blaming the head coach when there's so many underlying issues behind why teams win and lose. Mike says, what tension are you reporting on? What happened exactly? Uh, Mike, can you clarify what you're referring to? Because we've been talking about a lot of different kinds of tension. Uh, Intel says Ryan is on the bench right now. Okay. JFed says, say what you want about the Glazer report. It was great to see Dayball give the game ball to Wink, and you do not want the Giants to draft a quarterback. It would be a waste, in my opinion. JFed, Dayball gave Wink the ball game ball because of the Glazer report. Um, it, was, um, it was an attempt to airbrush and kind of uh, clean up on aisle five or whatever you want to call it, the mess of this kind of stuff getting out. And it will be interesting to continue to follow that. Um, and you don't think you don't think they should draft a quarterback. Interesting. So you think Daniel Jones keep running it back. Uh, Luann says Daniel Jones is good. He just had bad luck. Give him a good line and good receivers. He's a top eight quarterback. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Interesting. Um, Intel says maybe they win five games. That's it. Luann says that's a bet, Pat. Luann, you got to tell me, what do I have to do if the Giants make the playoffs? You got to tell me. Hunter says, I understand a small sample size and it's been nothing amazing. He wasn't getting legit reps all year till Danny got hurt. Second time he's done well with what he's been given, no matter what, meaning DeVito. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Sarasso says they still need a lot of help on the offensive line. Now, if that 36 pick has prime linemen, that's got to be the pick. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, that you're right. They do have to fix the offensive line. There's no doubt about it. And Joe Shane, if there's one thing he's done worst, it is the offensive line. There's no question. Um, let's see. Hunter says, great story on DeVito, no doubt. Antonio, what's going on, Antonio, says, do you expect Tyrod and Waller back after the bye? Any other injury updates after this game? Um, I know Waller was back in meetings with the team this week. So with the bye, there's a chance that he comes back down the stretch. And then Tyrod, there's a chance. Um, I do think – I do think we see Tyrod play football again for the Giants this season. And even though DeVito's a good story, I do think that, um, you know, if you're playing your best players, then Tyrod has to go in when he's ready, right? That's what I would say. Um, any other injury updates? Uh, nothing else in the stuff that came out of this game. Concerned about Darius Slayton kind of appearing to aggravate that neck. Uh, we'll see about that. Brett says, why is Barkley out on third down? They didn't throw it to him on the run today. Nice interception by Simmons, they sent him. 
Simmons did not have an interception. I think you're referring to not exactly sure what you're referring to there, Brett. Um, but you're right. Barkley comes out on a lot of third downs. I think they're managing his ankle. Also, he's not a great pass protector, has never been. So if they're not throwing it to him, they take him out. Um, was a little bit curious. It seemed like they had a lot of success throwing it to him um, in the Washington game and then didn't throw him the ball much in this one. He did have a drop, but I think you should use him as a receiver. Chronicle says Waller has been a huge flop. Well, you know, you take a risk on guys being injured. Uh, sometimes that happens. Um, guys, remember, thank you. We've been going for 40 minutes. We'll take a, we'll, I'll take the rest of the questions, then we'll get out of here. Uh, you know, listen, we do our super chats and super stickers here. If you need your question uh, answered um, right away or you want your comment elevated to the top, hit the super chat or super sticker. You can pay some money to have it thrown right to the top. I think it's a really good way to spice up the chat. We have already seen uh, a couple of our loyal followers, Bob and Giants Chronicles, do it in this chat. We thank you guys so much. And also remember, we do these after every um, Giants game and also usually on Thursdays at halftime of Thursday Night Football as well. Keep you guys updated on Twitter and on Instagram, whether that will be coming this week and whether that comes every week. But uh, remember, you can follow me, the Talking Ball with Pat Leonard podcast that's available everywhere, including on YouTube. Also, the Daily News, nydailynews.com backslash sports. That's where my stories are. Um, and then at PL on NFL, that's my handle on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and at P Leonard NYDM on X. All right. Let's get to the rest of these questions here and get out of here. A win, a Giants win. A lot to talk about. That's good. That's bad. But a Giants win, we don't see enough of those. Good to see a W, as always, um, when we see them. Okay, let's get to – Luann says, the Eagles don't scare me. They're getting their butts kicked. Giants defense can take care of Hurts. Interesting. Uh, Chronicles agrees with me. But, Luann, again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll eat crow if I'm wrong. Joel says, looking at the running back situation, I think Shane did a great job by tagging Barkley. He hasn't been a big factor in most of the games this year. Feel bad for him. He will be gone next year. Um, I disagree that he hasn't been a factor, but I do think the injury thing, you know, when he's not 100%, it shows. And that's good for – that's true of any player. Uh, but I think he's been playing on a high ankle sprain. Eventually that cut, catches up to you. Um, by the way, I didn't really talk to him after the game. Um, you know, I think maybe one or two reporters did, but I think he got out of there after hitting the showers – be interested to see what comes out of that, if anything. Um, Mike says, you say there's a conflict, and then if we ask what's going on, you tell us to pay you money. Mike, uh, that's a weird that's a weird way to interpret what I said. Um, so, so, Mike, here's – no, I'm not telling you to pay – no. I think you must have come in late to the chat. So, to summarize, Mike, the Jay Glazer report of Wink Martindale and Dayball showing tension – Chronicles started our chat by asking me, why is Jay Glazer reporting this as breaking news? And why isn't anyone on the beat done that yet? But every, but a lot of people were saying, yes, this is obvious, or yes, I knew this. And I was explaining that at the Daily News, where I work, that I've been writing consistently about how the Giants could lose two or three coordinators after the season about how things are bad behind the scenes with the Giants, about how there's dysfunction. 
So you don't have to pay the daily news and subscribe if you don't want to. I mean, I, you can do whatever you want. I was bringing that up because that was the conversation about, uh, you know, it was the question of why haven't you reported this yet? And I was saying I have, but I've written it in all my stories that you haven't seen. Right. So and we've talked about this on the YouTubes, on the lives, on the Q&A's. I mean, this is the, the dysfunction going on behind the scenes with the Giants is not a new topic to this. And so, yeah, Mike, you don't you don't you don't have to pay me anything, man. You could you could do whatever you want. So, uh, you know, sorry, sorry to sorry to mention uh, that something costs money sometimes, but no biggie, man. No, no. Don't worry about it. All right. Brett says, what percentage of offensive coordinators are on the field as opposed to up in the box? I would rather Kafka be on the field to feel the energy. Yeah, you know, it's depend. It's really uh, person to person. And sometimes guys go through the careers where at first they like being upstairs in the box and then they get down on the sidelines and um, and they realize that they kind of like it and then they kind of move that way. I know Dable did it from up in the box, um, at least at the beginning for a while when he was in Buffalo. <clears throat> um, you know, I think that when you're looking at changes that could help, it wouldn't hurt necessarily to try that if, you know, nothing else has worked right to ignite their offense and spark it in a huge way. We have asked Mike about that directly. And he says that he prefers to have that bird's eye view that he likes it. And he feels like he sees um, that he sees the field better that way. But um, as far as around the league, you know, you look at, Andy Reid call, calls plays on the sideline on offense. Sean McVay calls the plays on sideline on offense. Um, let's see. Who else do we have? Um, I think Zach Taylor and Matt LaFleur both do as well. Um, and those are, you know, a lot of these guys that I'm mentioning are head coaches as well. But Kafka, remember, I mean, Kafka's younger than I am. He's like 36. You know, it's easy to forget. He's kind of just getting started on his uh, play calling career. Right. So, you know, that, but certainly when you're Dable Kafka and this coaching staff, Joe Shane, like you're talking about how you're managing these games. Like that is something to ask about for sure. I think that's a good point. Um, and good question, Brett Hunter says, was this one of the less injury filled games from this year? It seemed like a lot less injuries, which is very good. I felt like the Washington game was actually cleaner than any of them. Uh, we did see Jordan Riley go down. Uh, Darius Slayton, and I'm leaving one out as well. Uh, but yeah, no, it's encouraging to see no major injuries to key players um, or fewer than usual, obviously. Let's see. Chronicle says Cam Brown is going at people on social media. Over what? About the hit to the head or the, yeah, I mean, like I said on Twitter, no intention to injure anybody there, but Certainly, I thought that was a missed call. I thought they, the officials had two missed calls <clears throat> on hits to the head uh, of Patriot players on returns there. Not that the Giants had any intent to injure. Joel Lopez checks in with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Joel. Pat, what are your plans for the buy? Any stories to look out for? Well, Joe Shane will talk to us tomorrow, Monday of the bye week. After that, no access uh, for the rest of the week. So, frankly, I'm going to take some vacation uh, much needed days off to get ready and recharge, but I'm going to stay on top of this story of what's going on between Martindale and Dable, what's going on behind the scenes with the staff. Are there going to be changes made? So 
that's going to be the story from here on now with the with the Giants of this season is what happens with all those things. How does that not only affect this year, but the 2024 season as well, Joel? Uh, so I think keep an eye on more information, stories and coverage of that. But certainly I'm very excited to talk to Joe Shane, the general manager, because he has a lot to answer for for this season. And there's also a lot to pick his brain about, um, you know, about where this operation goes from here, how he feels about Daniel Jones, how he feels about uh, the draft, but also about decisions he's made this year, you know, on offensive line and elsewhere in the roster management and why the Giants, in his opinion, have had such a tough season. Uh, let's see. Did you talk to Debril Peppers today or Joe Judge? Um, I saw them. <coughs> Hunter, uh, no extended conversations, but I did see them. Obviously, it was crushing for them to lose the way they did. Uh, really just an embarrassing uh, offense and situation for the Patriots all around, I think. So uh, that's the biggest word I could use for them is that they just have to be embarrassed. Uh, Intel says he thinks it's likely Joe Shane will draft Bo Nix and will move up the draft board. Interesting. Um, A2 as Z me says, Tommy D can't Tommy TD can't be denied. Uh, J fed says, appreciate you, Pat. Keep up the great work. Thank you, J fed. I appreciate all of you as well. Oh, Brett saying Simmons hurried the quarterback on the interception. Yes. Yes. No, he can be used. He's a weapon. I hope Tyrod comes back. We may have a better chance to win. Eight games, says Luann, always the optimist. Um, Hunter, yeah, yeah, I'm still covering the Giants over the bye, but I am taking off. So um, I'm taking several days off. But like I said, I'll still be looking for um, a story or stories to push this along, um, you know, to see where this is going to go. Because Glazer said that Wink Martindale might not even last the rest of the season. So that's something to keep an eye on for the bye week, obviously. Um, so that's the that's the story right now. Um, let's see. Today has shown that the D-line needs development, says Matthew. Without Dexter Lawrence in the middle, we are quite weak against the run. Do you feel the D-line is an area that will be addressed in the draft? Yeah, once you trade Leonard. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Williams, it really hurt that interior, and they're not good enough in there. Um, especially without Dexter Lawrence, you see how easy it was for them to run up the middle. Uh, frankly, I think the biggest key to this game was the Patriots not sticking with the run. I think if they stuck with the run and didn't throw the ball, they would have won the game fairly easily. By throwing the ball, they gave the Giants the ball, short fields on three interceptions, uh, a touchdown and a field goal, each off turnovers and the game. Uh, so I totally agree with you, Matthew. Offensive line, defensive line, quarterback. These are the positions. These are the key positions. And then corner. Um, let's see. Joel, thank you again for the super sticker. I really do appreciate that. Yes, Hunter. Carter Coughlin was the other hit to the head. Again, Carter and and um, and Cam Brown are not bad guys, and they certainly don't want to hurt anybody, but those did look like penalties to me. Doug asks, will Joe Shane be available at 10.30 a.m. tomorrow? Yes, he will. Yes, I will be there. So stick, stay right here. 
and on my Instagram and on Twitter and on the Daily News website for the latest updates. Hunter says, enjoy your days off, Pat. Definitely deserve them. Thanks, as always, for giving us the rundown on everything Giants and NFL. You got it, Hunter. Thank you so much for being so loyal. Brett says, you can write how they blew the season on third and short and third and two today. No line, no Feliciano. They're going for the sack world record instead. It really is unbelievable they're winning games anyway. Ed, right, Edge as well, Intel. Edge is an important uh, position as well, no doubt about it. There's just so many needs the Giants have. It's insane. Um, but, yeah, Brett, when you said they're going for the world sack record, my response to that, and we'll get out on this note, is this. It's amazing that the Giants are winning these games with the amount of sacks that they are taking. Um, you know, when you look at the fact that Gavito has been sacked more in three games than any Giants quarterback, right, Has that has ever been in a three-game span, and they just won their last two games, I just think it speaks to the defense, how well they're playing, and, uh, you know, the effort that the players are still giving despite the season being over. Um, and what are you asking me here? Hunter says, oh, Giants Chronicle says, who is the guy playing edge from Minnesota? Yeah, he batted down a pass. His name is Benton Whitley. Uh, they signed him off the practice squad of the Minnesota Vikings. He is from Holy Cross, I believe, in his second year uh, developmental player there who, you know, contributes in a small way in this victory. So this also takes Dable off the hot seat now, or is he still there, Hunter says. Hunter, I'm very interested in how this is going to work out with Brian Dable, with Wink Martindale, with Mike Kafka, with Thomas McGahee, and with this whole operation. I can tell you this. I've written this in the Daily News. I said this here. In no way are the Giants interested or, you know, looking to get rid of the last year's coach of the year and uh, in Brian Dable and they certainly believe that they have some alignment and an answer as their leadership in Joe Shane and Brian Dable um, at the top of their organization. That said, you know, if it gets ugly, you never know. And this kind of report about Wink Martindale and Brian Dable is ugly, right? So, Hunter, I would say winning these games and the team continuing to play hard helps. But what happens if the Giants skid to a four-win season here or whatever and – Wink Martindale leaves or gets fired and Mike Kafka leaves or gets fired and Thomas McGahee gets fired. So what? So what? It's everything's everybody else's fault, but Brian Dable, Joe shit, right? So that's what I mean is, you know, now maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe uh, Wink Martindale and Brian Dable sit down and hash out whatever was being talked about here. Um, Brett says he wouldn't mind Wink being the head coach at all. Yeah. I also think really, I, I really do. I mentioned this earlier. Like if you're Brian Dable, if, if there's an opening in Buffalo, would you rather go there then deal with the turmoil of this and how much work you have to do to continue building this roster when you know the Buffalo culture inside and out and you can go and make that your own. Be very interesting. So Hunter and Brett both think Wink would be a good head coach. That's interesting as well. The players were definitely stumping for Wink after the game, especially Adoree Jackson. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with that. This has been a great Q&A. You almost went an hour again. Uh, remember, we are sponsored by Bet Online. We are also sponsored by Estate 98. It's an Essencia Day Cafe from El Salvador. Dates back to 1798. Go pick it up. Uh, I believe they have a website and an Instagram as well, Estate 98. Uh, you guys have been awesome as always. Uh, Joel, um, Bob, Giants Chronicles, thank you for setting the tone, setting the example with the super chats and the super stickers. I really do appreciate it. 
and you guys always inform me as much as I try to inform you guys. Um, Hunter asked, are we going to have a Thursday night stream? Hunter, I will update you guys. Plan on one, but I will update you on Twitter at P Leonard NYDN and on Instagram at PL on NFL with whether I'm going to do a Thursday live chat or not. Um, stay tuned. We will definitely um, have one after the Giants next game, the Monday night game against Green Bay. Uh, but I'll keep you updated on the schedule. Uh, here's what I would say, too. If, if we end up seeing a, a firing or, you know, Wink Martindale leaving or something crazy off of this Jay Glazer report, you know, I wouldn't rule out an impromptu live here. So and like I said, we have more um, we have more product offerings in the works that we're working on. So stay tuned. Thanks for being loyal. We will see you next time on the Talking Ball postgame live chat with Pat Leonard. This has been Giants 10, Patriots 7 with some drama. Brian Dable, Wink Martindale undercutting it. And thanks so much for being loyal followers and listeners. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.